Ladies, gents, good afternoon. I hope you've all had a good lunch. Thank you for joining us for this session. Um, we're going to start out this with just a highlights video. It's a three minutes video, highlights of the Radio Awards. Um, it's the, the 2019 Liberty Radio Awards. Um, sorry, for those of you who don't know me, you're very lucky, but the rest of you know me as Lance Rothschild. I'm the CEO of the Radio Awards. I like to call it the Liberty. I'll stay up here, Greg. Uh, Greg, there's room for you on the couch. Oh, you, oh, you want to see the video. Um, so uh, it was, it's the end of the Liberty Radio Awards contract with Liberty. We're in the process of finding a new sponsor. Um, and we will keep the Radio Awards going. They, as various of my colleagues have said, very important to the industry. So I think if we can just, if you'll indulge us, if we can start off with the highlights video, please. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 2019 Liberty Radio Awards. Thank you for coming out to celebrate South African radio tonight. This award ceremony is the culmination of months of long hours and hard work. Radio is more than entertainment. It's educational, it's informative, it's a daily companion for many South Africans. And that's why we are here tonight, to celebrate radio. Exhale, touch. Inhale, protection. Exhale, love.
That was the highlights of the 2019 Liberty Radio Awards. Can I have a big round of applause for my panelists here? <laughs> Starting on, on, on the far side there, Mr. Pumzili Mdli. He is the station manager of Umkloba Wenene FM. They have won the uh, PBS station of the year three years, uh, uh, three times. Next to him is Lloyd Madure, station manager, general manager, managing director, creator, etc., of Hot 91.9 <laughs> FM. And the man whose uh, will must be obeyed by all the staff there. No, Lloyd, Lloyd has done a great job with Hot 91.9. Uh, they've won it the last three years in a row. Then we have Leanne Kuntz from uh, Tux 107.2 FM. And uh, it was great to have Tux back in the winner's circle. They have won it in total five times. And our friend here, Greg Maloka, the, most, the winningest commercial station in the history of the Radio Awards, won it, won it uh, uh, three times. So, you know, we have, we have people here who really know about making great radio. Because ultimately, the Radio Awards is not... No one wins this by favor. Okay, no one wins an award by favor. We have a panel, there's several members here uh, in the room who are members of our adjudication panel. We're always recruiting people for the adjudication panel. And the focus is on excellence. So I think if I start with Pumzil, if you don't mind. Just tell us, is your microphone working? You might just have yes, to switch on. Okay. Okay. Tell us what it means to you to win station of the year amongst your peers. Oh. <laughs> Look, it means, one, the, there's a lot that we're doing right in terms of radio. And what we, what we do as a station, we start, okay, with the teamwork. Mm -hmm. The teamwork first. And then we stick to the basics of radio. Uh, the basics, you will find them there. We've got the documents that speaks to those basics, like your presenter style guide, your music policy, and all of that stuff. So we make sure that all our presenters across our pro programming, they stick to that. And we don't even tell them which part of the program that we're going to use to enter in the awards, so that they don't know. As a result, they keep you know, um, the eyes on the ball all the time. So that they don't go there and present and say, this, today I am doing it for the awards. They don't know. Okay. So we, we take that and what, what, what we also do, because we know that there will be a panel of experts that will be sitting there. So we have our own panel of experts that sits at the station to choose which uh, programming, which programs, which uh, kind of the quality and all of that, uh, that, that, that choose which programs or the highlights in our programming that we will use to enter in the awards. And we make sure that we stick in terms of the, the, the quality of the program and in terms of the content. We make sure that we stick to <clears throat> the, the fundamentals of our mandate, which is to entertain every single program. It's got all the three mm. elements to entertain, educate, and, 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 and inform. Okay. Thank you. That's excellent. Uh, Lloyd. Uh, Pumzili spoke a bit, of, uh, uh, mentioned the three elements, the key elements. I think they're the brand values, you would say. Now, I know at your station, please just share, because I've had some experience having attended your Hot Academy and uh, having interacted with you. Um, please share with us how important it is to inculcate who we are as a brand and what we do and, and how you do it inside your station, because that's 
part of the magic ingredient that makes a station station of the year. Thanks, Lance. I want to add on to, to what Pumsila was talking about just now. Uh, one, let me start by saying radio is not rocket science. This is, this is really, really simple stuff that we do every day. Um, I've got a couple of words, and, and, and we live by this. It was an interesting story, and I'm, I'm sure many people know uh, about the first time JFK visited NASA. Yes. Uh, and the story goes, for many of you who don't know, in 1961, JFK went to NASA for the very first time. Um, and he went around, and he shook everybody's hands, and he needed to go to the toilet. And along the way, he bumped into a janitor. And he said, uh, good afternoon, sir, what do you do here? And one would expect the janitor to say, I'm here to clean the toilet and mop the floors. The janitor said, I'm helping to send a man to the moon. And that's very, very clear at Hot 919. From the time you walk in, there's a clear vision of what we're about. Our vision is to make a meaningful difference in the lives around us. And we do that from the time you walk into that building all the way through to what we do with our board of directors and we do with, our, with the community around us. Um, there's a couple of words that, that best describe us, and, and we stick by these words. One is passion. And I think we're all in radio because we're passionate about what we do. We started Hot 919 because we had passion. And also we had nowhere else to go because they called us, we're a bunch of has-beens trying to do radio. Um, you know, sort of five years down the line, the bunch of has-beens has done, has done pretty well. Um, we have a lot of fun and I think a lot of people have, have missed that fun element. And if we're not having fun, then the listener's not having fun because it's all about energy and vibration. And I believe that if we're having fun, we turn on that microphone, that microphone resonates, it expands thousands of times through a transmitter and the person on the other side has fun as well. Uh, the next one is, is vision, which I spoke about. Consistency is key. And I think that's what we, we miss a lot is that we try 101 different things, but once you're consistent, I always use the analogy of a, a Coke. I said Hot 919 is like a can of Coke. Um, Coke tastes like a Coke yesterday, five years ago, 20 years ago. Occasionally the can changes, but it's still a Coke inside. We don't pretend to be a cup of coffee in the one hour. The next day we don't pretend to be a vodka. We don't pretend to be a liquid fruit. We're a Coca-Cola, that's what we are. We know our audience really well. We focus very highly on research. Um, because we only have 200 watts of power. We know exactly who we talk to. You can't be everything to everybody. And, and I believe in people. Thank Get you. the best people for the job who Thank believe you. in that vision. And, and finally, it's, it's giving. Thank you. And Greg, I'm leaving you for last on this round. Because uh, I just, Leanne, welcome back to Tax FM. Thank you. Uh, in the winner's <laughs> circle. <laughs> Thank you. What happened? Tux, with all due respect, went off the boil. I mean, yeah, you guys. No have always produced really, really good material. And for a period, Tux, you know, was, was, Tux was at the campus station and yeah. you sort of went quiet. Yeah. What did you do to bring it back? Let's not talk about what went wrong. What no, went sure. right in bringing it back? Uh, um, a lot of things, I think. Um, we underwent a massive shift in our focus, um, which involved changing essentially every element of what we did. Mm. So um, we realized that the market that we, we were speaking to previously wasn't our core market, um, and that we needed to realign ourselves with our core market, which is the youth mm. in, in Pretoria, and specifically the student market. So we needed to shift. So we underwent a full format change, so that you know involved changing the, the style of music we were playing, which was quite daunting, because obviously in the radio business, change is generally not well accepted. So, But we had to do it. And all of the decisions that we made were based on research. So we did a lot of in-depth research into our markets, our demographics, the demographics of the university, of Twane in general. Um, and based on that, we made the decision to shift. Um, and so we're playing now a mix of, of hip-hop, house, 
R&B and pop music, which resonates with, with the youth market in our area. Um, we also focused on creating content which resonates with the student market. So uh, we're, we're in the fortunate position to have uh, student volunteers uh, making up our, our staff compliments, essentially. So they're talking to themselves. So it's, kind of, it's, it's really easy to, to create content for yourself that you know you'll like, mm. uh, and therefore the audience is going to like it. So we focused a lot on training. Um, we underwent a massive, massive um, regimented, structured training program, uh, which is part of what we are meant to do in the campus setup. Obviously, we work with volunteers um, who don't necessarily have um, any experience in, in the you know, the media space at all. Um, so we trained them and we focused on, uh, you know, like Pumzila was saying, going back to the basics. What is it that makes radio great? So what is it that makes radio resonate with your listeners? And we aim to create content that spoke to our listeners all the time. Every time we turned the mic on, that's what we were trying to do. We were trying to inform or entertain or educate. Um, and everybody on board knew exactly what we were doing and they were moving in the same direction. Okay, thanks. Greg, finally we get to you. No, not... Most certainly not least, but we'll get you last on, the, on this, this round. Um, I know Kaya has quite an internal focus, not, yes, on the radio awards, but you actually use the radio awards mechanism to, on, on an ongoing basis, determine your best material, and that's what you look at. Tell us about how you run that process internally. Um, I mean, I, I, I suppose it's got to do with everything else that everyone does to make their station great. Um, and I mean, if you had asked me that question earlier, I would have just said, everything they said is what we do. <laughs> um, but there's, there's an important element. Uh, and, and, and the one is the audience. Um, the audience is everything. Um, it, you know, you, you do this because you're doing it for the audience. Um, but it's also what about the audience is important. Um, so we, we understand, one, that we are in 21st century South Africa, um, which you know, requires us to behave in a particular way. It requires us to think about what is the most important thing in not only your area of broadcast, because we're not restricted by you know, that license uh, FM frequency anymore. You know, uh, people can listen to you wherever. So, the people that are listening to you on FM and those in the diaspora, um, what is the conversation that you are having with that audience? And what are you about? And, and for us, it's, it's being able to put together um, you know, a, a, a product or a station that you know, is not looking at itself as a radio station, but really as, as, a, as, a, as an agent of cultural change. You know, our focus is on shifting the cultural needle. You know, we're about, you know, wanting to look back 20, 30 years down the line, being able to say, um, you know, have we helped society move in a particular way? Um, and it's in the how on a daily basis that you then, you know, pick those particular moments and, and, and you know, put them out there as ways of kind of training ourselves to communicate or use that as a process to um, you know, showcase at the awards to say, because we think in a particular way, it is important for us to test that thinking against those who are in, in, uh, in the industry like us. Um, and being picked as a winner in that particular space means there are those shared qualities and those shared values. Uh, you know, meaning the more we blue ocean ourselves as a station, I mean, you, 
you know, we're, we're an English-speaking radio station which was licensed to target black people in, you know, Gauteng. And I mean, that was 20 years ago, uh, 21 years ago or so. Uh, things have changed since then. But, um, you know, there's 28 other radio stations in that region looking for the same market. So the more you step out of that space, the more you blue ocean yourself, mm. Uh, the better off you get a voice and the more you can test that voice against the industry, um, you know, the, the more you understand your true north. Absolutely. Um, sorry, back to Pumzile. And I'm not just going to go around in, in, in the same fashion with the same question necessarily, but Pumzile, um, what does Unklobo Wenene do to leverage off your win as uh, Station of the Year? I know, and sorry, just I do know that next year, next week, uh, SABC is having a, a big event with radio spenders, in particular radio clients called Radio Connect. Mm -hmm. I'm very well aware that you're doing that from an SABC perspective, you're doing something. How do you, as Umklobo Wenene, use the fact that you're station of the year to bring in more revenue, to bring in more profile for the station? You know, in, you know Lance, in the last two months as Umklobo Wenene FM, I hear that you are saying there's this event which is uh, Radio Connect. And I'm saying to you now, because we are the leading radio station at the SAPC, because what they are doing next week, mm. we have done it in the last two, month, two okay. months. We have been moving around the country, talking to the advertisers to say, invest in this station, because this is the station of winners. We have been the station of the year for three, uh, three times in five years, yeah. and, and many other achievements that we, we have. And if you look at the, the World Public broadcaster that has to broadcast in the course, but in the modern context. So that's, that, that's what we also say, mm. because we have to be relevant all the time. We'll have to play in the space of the, the digital platforms and all of that. So that is what we're saying. Remember, today there is no time now to concentrate on what is called traditional radio. Yeah. We need to diversify and move towards the digital space as well, because especially if you want to leverage on issues of revenue. So those are the things that we do. We have been in Cape Town, Johannesburg, uh, and um, Port Elizabeth, East London, and, uh, and Deben, mm. talking to advertisers to say, here is a station right in front of you, broadcasting in Isikosa, but a winner. Okay, that's very good. Um, I think, Greg, let's go to you again. Um, what has the impact been internally in terms of motivation, lifting up your staff uh, from winning station of the year? A lot. Um, I mean, the, one of the things I love about the awards is, so we run our own internal system um, you know, for um, staff in general, uh, just in terms of people that are you know, best performers. And, a good bulk of those people um, form part of the winning team that then you know is seen as kind of like your frontline stuff. So um, you know back to Lloyd's um, um, you know NASA example, which is one of my favorites by the way, um, is you know when 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 everyone understands their role and um, you know is then recognized and rewarded for it. It's amazing the the. Bulk 
buzz that you get. It's easy for us internally to recognize people for having done well. But once that accolade is from outside, once you get you know, called onto a stage and, and your peers are there, it's amazing how the spirit lifts. But you also find now there's internal, um, you know, uh, very healthy competition that begins to happen where, you know, producers of particular shows want to maintain their winnings. You know, we've got a business show, uh, which is the best business show in the country, by the way. <laughs> it's Google um, uh, uh, is a, is a, is a, is incredible. She's won, you know, the business award twice. Yeah. And now the challenge to the team is like, you know, make it a trouble. You know, so you find that there's this energy that builds within the station throughout the year because. You know, not only are we wanting to achieve commercial success and not only are we wanting to shift the cultural needle, um, you know, but, you know, we also uh, want to appear as, you know, a, a, a real strong contender and, and obviously a winner in this case. And do you, do you find that it, the people sort of, your, your, your colleagues have this carriage, okay, we're now carrying the mantle of champions and they, they, it lifts their game as well? It does, um, a lot. Again... Um, you know, when the, the conversation, so if you look at it station-wide, you know, the conversation with, you know, a, a, an investor is, is now a little different because they now engage you, you know, differently mm. uh, because you've, you've got that approval, so to speak. Um, you know, somebody else has to say you are great and not just yourself. So when somebody else says it, it's, it's, it's even better for us. So, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that, um, you know, team morale um, and, you know, people thinking deeper and wanting to, you know, take it and notch up doing better than what they did last year is also something that, you know, starts to happen internally. So it also make, makes it easy to, um, you know, drive the culture of, you know, creativity and innovation because people know that it's not just about things that are going to happen internally in the business, but, you know, the world is watching as well. And it's important for them to, to be able to, to prove that point consistently. There's a golden thread that I've picked up that runs through these four stations, which is strong leadership, people with a sense of purpose. That's something I've always tried to uh, share in my business of radio, in the various radio lectures that I give, is that you need a strong shared vision. It's, you know, an arrow doesn't fire in 15 directions. When, it, when the tension is released in the string, the arrow fires in one direction. Everything needs to be aligned and going in that direction if you want to hit a target. Um, Leanne, you guys have done some pretty exciting stuff. Now, being a campus radio station, you're allowed to, shall we say, make, make mistakes, or as, uh, my, as Reverend Alan Make always used to say at baptisms, uh, we've got to love them even when they experiment with life and fail. Okay? <laughs> now, the one thing, campus radio is a great learning ground. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and as I've said so often, it's radio, nobody dies. Okay, so yeah, we can make mistakes. Um, you know, let's let's not make the same mistake twice. That's stupid. But you guys have done some really exciting stuff. This here, the sights. Yeah. Okay, it was just such a beautiful piece of radio. Where did that come from? I can thank my program manager for that, Mike Bauer. <laughs> well done, um, Mike. It was his brainchild. Um, yeah, it was it was something we so obviously we as a community radio station our, our major aim is to enrich the lives of our community, um, and so we're always looking for ways to 
um, do exactly that. And this was a very unique way for us. I mean, we'd looked at all a lot of other campaigns that had been done, and, and th these are all great things. But for us, we always want to try and do something different, do something that's one step ahead, um, innovate, really. Mm. That's part of, and innovation has been obviously a golden thread running through this whole conference. Um, and, and that's what we aim to do. We want to innovate as much as we can, because as you say, we can experiment at campus level. We can make mistakes. We can say, oh, hang on, sorry, like I shouldn't have done that. It's okay. The stakes are not as high as they are at a commercial level. Um, so that was one of, one of the massive hits um, and we have had some misses, but that one was a, was a huge hit for us. Um, and it was a very simple premise, um, which made a massive, massive impact on the lives, not only of the people, uh, you know, the, the Prince of School for the Visually Impaired, the children who, who we took on this excursion to the Pretoria Zoo, um, but also for our volunteers. It was massively rewarding for them to just be able to take these visually impaired children and give them this audio tactile experience, which was unlike anything they'd ever experienced. I know Mike is doing a presentation on this tomorrow, yeah. so I don't yes. want to go into too much of the detail of it, yeah. but it really, really was a beautiful audio experience. Absolutely. Um, and most certainly touch your community. When I think of a station doing work, doing community work, Lloyd, I mean, you know, anytime anyone listens to Hot, there's Hot Cares, you guys are doing not only charitable community outreach, but I mean, I think you should just quickly give an overview of some of the things, and particularly please touch on Hot Academy. Yeah, um, I'll start on Hot Academy. We, we put this together. It's part of our license conditions. Um, and the one thing that we really wanted to do was teach people. Uh, when we started the Hot Academy, um, it started with the DJs initially from Hot 91.9. And now we've actually worked in DJs from other radio stations. In fact, we had Bob Mabena, and thank you. Thanks, Greg, for <laughs> allowing him to come through uh, to speak at the Academy. We cool. did. He's given he's given well, he's, he's he's given's problem now. <laughs> Um, with regards to the academy, we, I'm happy to say that we've put 500 students through that academy in the last, um, the last five years. Uh, it's a free academy and we give off our time to do it and I'm happy to say that we, most people think when you put this academy together you've got to employ these students at your radio station. That's not the purpose of it. The purpose of this academy is to act as a conduit to push them into other radio stations, be it commercial or community radio stations. And, and, and I always look at Hot 919 as just being a conduit for, for this growth. So I think we're growing the industry because this is a wonderful industry that we're in. And we don't just talk about radio, but we talk about building a brand and, and, and the, the sort of broadcast industry as a whole. Um, the other big thing we do is, is something called Hot Cares. We're a community-based radio station, and we're very fortunate um, to perform in the way that we do, both on, on ratings and revenue. We can't give that money, we can't keep the money, so we end up giving the money away. Uh, and Hot Cares is a, is a big initiative, and, and I believe that we have this large audience because the audience believes in us as a radio station because we continually give back. Fantastic. Pumzile, um, I know community outreach as done by commercial stations in particular, is not something that's really focused on in the public broadcasting stations. Um, your community outreach is more of a cultural outreach. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's my understanding. Um, how, do you, how does Umklobo Weneni approach community projects? We, we do a lot of that, uh, Lance. And uh, I, one that comes to my mind right now, on the 18th of this month, Mandela Day. On the Mandela Day. We will be in Lusikisiki. Remember what yeah. Remember this station is uh, in eight of the nine provinces. Yeah. 
So we'll be in Lusikisiki. There's, there's somebody that we have identified there who's living in a shack. We have partnered with a, another philanthropist that is going to build a house for him. And then as the station we are building, fen, uh, we, we, we are bringing full furniture for the entire house on the 18th of uh, uh, July. So we're doing a lot of community work. That is why, you know, there's a very good relationship between us and our audiences as Umtlobo and NFM. Not just as a station that sits in the studio and broadcasts. No, we have a very close relationship. We do a lot of community work. We, we, we have done a lot. We have built houses. We have given away, uh, you know, um, cars. And, 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 and also donated some blankets in many other community projects who are involved. So there's a lot of that that we're doing as a station across the country. Fantastic. I'm going to open up for a few questions from the floor. We don't have a heck of a lot of time left. Are there any questions? And if you do want to ask a question, would you please come to the front so that we can, you can face the audience, ask your question of my panel, but uh, we also have a shortage of mics. So it'll be easier if you come to the mic than if I try and send the mic around the room. Any questions from anyone on the floor? For, uh, please come forward. <clears throat> Hi. Hi. Um, I didn't expect please. to come to the front. Uh, my it's radio. Name is... No one does. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Busisi Wendanzi. I'm part of the VAUFM family. And my question is directed at Julianne. We're also a community radio station where Campus. we broadcast here at VID. And I heard you say something about how we create content for ourselves. And my biggest problem with creating content is that there is never a lack of content. It's just how do I channel it? Or how do I put it in a way where, you know, some people listen to the radio and they're like, I wish I could just fast forward through the section of this person speaking. Mm. So how do I just <laughs> channel that content because there's so much of it? How do I phrase it or frame it in the right manner where the people on campus would actually be interested in listening to it? Excellent question. I think, yes, thank you, Bosisiwe. I think uh, the key... The key is to know your audience really well. You've got to know them inside and out. And that involves research. Um, I believe these days you can't do anything without having a solid data set behind any decision you make. Um, and that includes the content you create. So know your audience. And, and obviously, being in the campus sector, we don't have a load of resources. So we can't afford to go to an external company and spend 500,000 Rand for them to do research for us. So what we do at Tux is we actually do surveys. We get our volunteers, our marketing team, and one and two of them are sitting here now. Um, and they physically go out and they give out surveys to our targets. And we take that and we use that feedback to make all of the decisions for our station, and that includes the content. So we asked them, what do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about politics, sex, music? What do you want to hear about? Um, and that makes it a lot easier for you to, to kind of channel the content that you're creating. Another easy way is, or not easy way, but a, a way to kind of refine what you're doing is to create an, an audience profile. So you create a single person that you're speaking to. Um, so condense whoever your target market is into one person, name that person, give them characteristics, 
Um, and then it makes it a lot easier for you to, when you're looking into different situations, so for instance, if you are talking about the elections, um, your character would have feelings about politics, and then you can use that to channel the content that you, you're trying to create. I think what you're saying is you personify your audience. You Absolutely. give the listener an identity. That's right. Um, it's a, you know, Lloyd does it, I know Greg most certainly does it, I'm sure Pabzili does it. We know when we open our mouths to speak, we have a picture of who we're speaking to. That's right. And the effect of what we're about to do is going to have on that person. It goes to a whole lot of other radio lectures that we do. Sorry, I think King, King Solomon. You were next, yeah. <laughs> Don't be shy, it's radio. No one can see you. <laughs> uh, hi, my name is King Solomon. I'm part of the BMH crew. Probably the only one who's never won a radio award. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, my question is actually directed to you, sir. So you've been reigning champion for three years, right? The first time you won. I want to know how you did it, sir. So I've never won a radio award, but I'd like to see myself up there. The first time, not the second, not the third, the first time, because we'll build on the momentum we get. Sure. But just the, the first million, how did you make it, sir? <laughs> sir. Look, it's about putting together a group of people that and, and get them to rally behind a common vision. We have that particular partnership with our presenters and producers. That partnership is based on nothing else but the doctrine of common peoples. To say to them, this is where we are going. And in order to win awards, this is what we need to do. One, we've got to be professional on air. Two, we must make sure that the listener at home can actually relate to what we are trying to bring across to them and become our partner in the same thing. So that relationship, all our teachers, that is why you see, um, you, you, you build that culture across all programs. I will make you an example. There's a category in the Liberty Radio Awards. Uh, it's uh, the best um, music show. Mm. I want to bring uh, this point that uh, every single program, we take it serious. In that category, most of the station, they entered with their top 30s, the chats, shows, and all of that. Guess what? We threw in um, choral music, and we won. Because, because it's not about the music. It's not about the actual exactly. music. It's about the way it's presented. It's about the effect it will have on the listener. Exactly. And that's what the adjudicators were looking for. Not, I mean, yes, there's a lot of people who do excellent chart shows, but what we were looking for was the value that the listener is going to derive from listening to that show. Sorry. Yes. And besides, chat shows are easy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm sorry, but that's the easy, that's the easy way out. In chart fact, the, the, only know, thing, the only thing easier than doing a great chat show is screwing up a chat show entirely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I mean, in, in case you didn't understand what Prapums was saying, right, in short, don't do radio to win awards. No. Yes. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Correct. Thank you. You on? Um, hi, everyone. My name is Ngox. I'm from Bloom CUTFM. 
my question is to Brapums, and I, I need to start by commending you because um, the station took a, a very radical turn, and it was not an easy turn. As someone who grew up in a household that listened to Amkosa, by the way, so there's certain radio stations that we grew up listening to that are called the so-called traditional radio stations. So if you were in a Sosoto household, you would normally listen to, let's say, the FM sure. and vice versa. Sure. So I grew up listening to Mklobo Wenene, and as I grew older, it became very difficult for me to relate to some of the content and even the jocks, because for a very long time with the traditional radio uh, stations, you would know that most of them stay there for long, 30 years plus. Mm -hmm. So now it becomes very difficult for us to relay or to relate to them. And what Mklobo Wenene did, which was quite interesting, was you guys took a turn. There was a period where you guys took a radical transition to introduce young talent. And even the way you speak is because I started changing a bit. And that was very bold because you took a lot of flank by taking out the, 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 the strong jocks who have carried the brand for so many years. Now, I want to know, because um, most stations are still stuck on that. Um, I'll speak, I'll make an example of Lisedi FM, for example. Sure. Um, they still have the likes of Ndate Tusumutawung, legend, by the way. Mm. Um, however, they're finding it very difficult to transition from, from that era into a new breed. Um, how was taking that decision for you, and what was um, taking or making that decision? Um, of, obviously, it yielded results. Um, however, how difficult was it for you as a station manager at the time, and I would assume even your programming manager, to take those bold steps? And obviously, you probably received a lot of flank, and how did you deal with that in managing to convince even the listeners and the old listeners to stay put? Hmm. A tough one. Okay. Can I go? Yes. Okay. You know, you are taking me back to the year 2012 when I took over as the station manager and the station at the time was sitting at uh, 3.7 million listeners at the time and, uh, and it was going down every single year and uh, we had to take drastic you know uh, very tough decisions to say how do we then transform and become a modern station. One of the things that we did was to get young presenters, as he was saying. Two, remember we, we, we are also big in the, in the rural areas. We had to come up with, because at the time we were losing a lot of audiences, even in the rural areas. So, you know, if you don't have the following the support from the rural areas as a public broadcast station like Umshabu and NFM. That is big in the, it's supposed to be big in the rural areas. Then you have a problem. Then we had to come up with what I would call a rural strategy to, to bring back those audiences. And when we did that and implemented that immediately, the station grew by uh, about 400,000 listeners within six months. Now, that provides you with a solid base because when you have the, the rural audiences uh, with you, you, you have a base because those people don't have, you know, like the people who are sitting in Johannesburg who have a lot of radio stations to listen to. So they become your base and you have now time to think about how do I tackle the urban audience. 
already having a base. So you keep the audiences there while you come up with strategies to, 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 to compete in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the urban space. As a result of that, we had enough time to strategize for urban areas and the station has grown. As we sit now, it's sitting, as a, it's sitting at 5.4 million listeners. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have time for any more questions. Just in summation, okay? I think it's the, the way to win radio awards is to not focus on winning radio awards. It's to focus on your listener, okay? I've always said, you've only got one person that you need to focus on in radio, and that's your listener. And uh, there's a lovely golf analogy. You want to hit at 300 meters, try and hit at 100 meters. You want to hit at 100 meters, try and hit at 300 meters, okay? So don't focus on winning radio awards. Focus on your listener. Make great radio. Okay, and continue to remember that your listener is far more important than the radio awards or anything else because if they leave you, you're finished. So that's the one thing. The other thing is an, a focus on what your core purposes are as a radio station. Came out very strongly in this. Um, I think that's aligned by all the stations. I'd like to thank uh, Pumzile, uh, Lloyd, Leanne, Greg for sharing some of the expertise with us. These are guys who do make great radio, who are very, very important in this radio industry of ours, who've graced us and affirmed us with their time today. And I'd like a big round of applause for my panel, please. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.